take your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. It is the word of truth. A working knowledge of this Bible will make me free. I declare therefore that I am free because I read the word. I continue in the word. I meditate on the word. And I do what the word says. For the scripture has said, whom the son shall make free is free indeed. Do you believe you are getting free every day? According to John 8 and verse 32, I declare you free on every side. Come on, I say I declare you free on every side. In your emotions, be free in the name of Jesus. In your personal life, be free in the name of Jesus. Every fear that has been harassing you, be free in the name of Jesus. By the word of the Lord, I declare your freedom in Jesus' name. Shout freedom three times. One, two, three. Shout hallelujah. You are free financially. You are free in your soul in the name of Jesus. You are free in the ministry. No more struggle. No more struggle. No more struggle. No more struggle. Every spirit of fear that is harangued you, I catch their hold by the word of the Lord. I declare freedom. I declare freedom. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. All right. I've been teaching about how to multiply. How many of you want to multiply? Even if you don't want to multiply, it's too late. Because in Genesis 1 and 28, the Lord said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. It's a mandate that comes with our DNA. So even the well, they are becoming fruitful and multiplying. How much more are you in the kingdom? You that God has reinstated Genesis 1 and verse 28 by virtue of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You are not permitted to fail. Let me try the choir. I say, you are not permitted to fail. You are not permitted to diminish. You are not permitted to become a prayer project. You are not permitted to depend on somebody forever. They will not say of you when you are coming, here comes the beggar. Here comes the beggar. Here comes the beggar. He is coming to beg again. Here comes the beggar. That will not be your story in the name of Jesus. But when you are coming, they say, here comes saviors. Here are coming saviors. They will call you a savior. In the name of Jesus Christ. I can't hear your amen. I say in the name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. I said in the name. Give me some confirmation. Shout amen. Yes. Your tomorrow will be better than your today. Say not thou, what is the cause that the former days are better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning the matter. This is Ecclesiastes. So there's nothing like good old days. The good old days are ahead of you. The better days, they are ahead of you. For the path of a just, how many of you are just here? If you are justified, raise your hand. That means if you are born again. That's all. To be justified, to be, how many of you are born again? Raise your hand. If you don't raise your hand, that means you are not sure you are born again. He said, for the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more, more, brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. He said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well if you take heed. 
as a light that shines in the dark place. Second Peter 1 verse 18. 2 verse 18. Huh? Until the day dawn and the day star appears in our heart. Listen, this word, it will never fail you. In this word is your husband. Oh, you are not ready for it. Let me talk to the word. Maybe I should talk to somebody in Kenya. Are you here or you are not here? I said, in this word is your husband. Charlie, a very loving kind of guy. He's in the word. In this word is your wife. I said wife. A beautiful, succulent sister who understands prayer and humility. Ah, you will receive him in the hand in the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. In this word is all your destiny. Oh, yes. And I see your destiny come up from one level to another, from one grace to another. Yes, it's going to happen. And so I'm here to teach you how to multiply, and I'm talking about the ministry of the pastor. Some of you think that you can multiply only by your doctor, by your lawyer, by your accountant. But if every blessing is spiritual, then you must have a spiritual instructor who will help you to maneuver the spiritual landmines and the things that you don't see so that you can receive the blessing of the Lord. For he has said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In Christ. Come on, say, I'm in Christ Jesus. According as he has purposed before the foundation of it, that we should be blameless and holy. Ephesians 1 verse 3 and 4. You will be blameless and you will be holy in the name of Jesus. So if every spiritual blessing, every blessing is spiritual first, don't you think you need a spiritual instructor? Amen. Amen. And how is it that you find it so hard to listen to your spiritual instructor if every blessing is spiritual first? So that means that without a spiritual instructor in your life, your blessing may be found wanting. You may marry, but it may not last. You may have money, but it will diminish. You may have goodies, but they will be corrupted because blessings are spiritual affairs. Hallelujah. So take your Bible. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14. I will shock you this morning that God has appointed to you a spiritual seaman or a captain to help you navigate the conundrums and the contours that has to do with this life. It's a very crazy place. After, after, after man sinned, there's no guarantee that the fact that your father is blessed, you'll be blessed. There's nothing guaranteed. Are you hearing me? It will take your personal decision and effort and obeying God's word to cause you to become fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 40. We'll read it quickly and then I'll let you sit down. Thank you, Father. If you're there, say I am. If you're on your way, say I'm. Wait for me. If you don't have a Bible, look into somebody's Bible. Or you look into the sky somewhere, somehow. But I need you to look into a Bible. 3 verse 40. Let's read it. Turn, O backsliding children, say the Lord. For I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Now, this place is Zion. Say Zion. Say it again. In Hebrews 12, it talked about, it said, For ye are come unto Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, eh? to uh, an innumerable company of angels. Is that right? City of the living God. So Zion is the place God dwells. 
And they said, you have come to the church of the firstborn and the mediator of the new covenant. And you have come to God, the judge of all, and to a company of, you know, spiritual men made perfect, something like that. It's a just man made perfect. And to the blood of sprinkling, that is the blood of Jesus, that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. So God is saying that he will pick people. So I see you as one of them. God has brought you to Zion. Not all your family came, but you came. I said not all your sisters came, but you came. You are fulfilling scripture. And then he said when he brings you to Zion, he will appoint to you a pastor. He said, and I will give you pastors according to my heart who will teach you of feet. Come on, say feet. With knowledge and understanding. So in Zion, it's a place of light because it's a place of knowledge. And the assignment of the pastor sent to you is to feed you with knowledge. And when you have knowledge, you have understanding. And when you have understanding, you become a wise person. And it shall come to, and they said, it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increased. Say, I'm multiplying. Uh, say, 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 I'm multiplying. Say, I'm increasing. Say, I'm multiplying. I'm increasing because I have knowledge. I'm receiving knowledge. Amen. Shall come when you be multiplying in the land. That, and in those days, say the Lord, ye shall not say, Where is the ark of the Lord? He said, It shall not come to mind, neither shall you remember it, neither shall you visit, neither shall you do any of these things. That means that what God will do for you in the presence of an instructor, everything that is in the past, you will not need it. You will not be desirous or have forlorn for the things that you used to have because. What you'll be getting every day will be better than yesterday. Because God is going to give you fresh manna. I need somebody to say a big amen. amen. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. For this awesome place you have planted us in Zion. We declare the angels of the Lord are here. We declare the blood of sprinkling is here. We declare God the judge of all. Judge somebody's case this morning. Let them live with the judgment in their hands in the name of Jesus. A verdict of the court. And let them go implement it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare every sick person be healed in Jesus' name. We will live here blessed and we'll be glad we came in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, kindly take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Yes, last, yes, last week I told you about the feeding. How many of you remember? I said to feed means, I said four things. Number one, it's a pasture. A pasture is a place like this where we gather in Zion to hear God's word and to feed. Number two, what do we talk about? Hmm? To rule. Ruler, to rule, a pastor is supposed to rule. That means that he gives you God's instruction. Every shepherd has a rod and a staff. The purpose of the staff is to fight your enemies and the purpose of the rod is to pull you back when you go off. So you see sheep are grazing and then one particular sheep is heading to uh, a dangerous place. The shepherd will use his rod to hook him or hook it and bring it back. That is the role of your pastor. Your pastor should be able to instruct you and you should be humble enough to listen to what he's telling you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because sometimes you don't even know where you are headed but God can tell your spiritual father that he should, you know, so we say, don't do that. Don't do this. It is the ruler 
with the staff and the rod. Thine staff and thy rod. The what? Comfort me. So it is in instructions and in directions and in promptings and in admonitions and in exhortation that you are comforted. And so if you are somebody you don't like instructions, you can never have comfort. And usually comfort is a product of instruction that you don't like. So the pastor's work is cut out. Sometimes you feel like he's your friend. The next moment you think he's your enemy. The next moment you think he reminds you of your father who is always shouting at you. The next moment he reminds you of your boss, your abominable boss in the office who doesn't treat you well. So the pastor will go through many, many faces to you. But the purpose is that you will be comforted. I said you will be comforted. That is really number three. I talked about uh, befriend. The real definition of who a friend is, is somebody you like, somebody, no, first, somebody you know, somebody you like, and somebody you trust. Somebody you what? Number one, you know. Number two, somebody you like. And number three, somebody you trust. This is the definition of who a friend is. So if you say you have a friend and you don't trust the person, the person cannot be your friend. The person is in some kind of competition with you. But they act as if they are with you. It's competition. And most of the people you call your friends, because they are your peers, they are competing with you. A friend is somebody you can trust that they may not betray you. Are you following what I'm saying to you? So, and one of the people that God would appoint to you is a pastor that you can, what is the use of a sheep who cannot tell their shepherd I'm sick? Some uh, uh, parasites are eating in my ear. They are eating me up. And then we see you scratching. We see you, the sheep is scratching. And the shepherd asks you, sheep, are you okay? Oh, no problem, everything's fine. I'm just having a little, you know, heat rashes. You don't open up. You don't tell the shepherd. How are you going to be helped? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Because the shepherd has been sent to you to help you so you live healthy and you'll be very strong. And so for a lot of us, we come to church when we have Something to show, externalities. You have, you have a facade. You come to church. You come to church because you need help. Can I have some amen here? How many of you need help? I need help. Do you need help? Do you need something that you want God to do for you? So when you need help, you don't act as if you have it all together. Sometimes the word of faith is misconstrued and we don't want to be vulnerable. But where else to be vulnerable? It is with the devil that you don't show weakness. But when you come before God, Lord, help me. I said, help me. These are my struggles. These are my issues. I have, I have a very bad perception of who I am. I've never had anybody tell me that I'm loved. And I'm struggling with my personality. Lord, if you can reveal yourself to me, I'll be very happy. Confess your faults one to another and be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Is it uh, James 5 and verse 14? Confess your faults. Come on, see my, your weaknesses. So if you come to church and you are always mum, as soon as we close, you take your bag, you are gone. You don't even say hello to the usher. As soon as, amen, you are the door. Next moment, you are lost. So call her for me. We get, oh, the joy, you are vanished. You pass here, you pass. You become a ghost. Say, so I don't want to have church issues. What church issues? We're in this together. Let me hear, man. Everywhere there are issues. 
Aren't you human beings? Somebody said, I was looking for a perfect church until I, until I entered the church. I was looking for a perfect church until I entered the church. As soon as I entered the church, the church was no longer perfect. Because me, Nankasa, I am not perfect. So those of you looking for perfect churches, when you get there, you will spoil the church. Because you yourself, you are not perfect. If you are perfect, raise your hand. Let me see. Let me see. How many perfect people are here? Let me send you to heaven right now. Raise your hand. Let me tell the Lord, please, receive this one. They are ready to. Amen. So we are not perfect. We, we are all, you know, in the process of being, becoming better and better and better. Are you getting better? So you must have a friend in church. All your friends are drunkards. Can I come down? All your friends are chasing people's husbands. All your friends are doing 419. All your friends have freaks. They have freaks. You know, they have secret things that they always do. What kind of person are you? Why are you that kind of person? You, you don't have one friend who when you meet, you can talk about rapture. You can talk about eschatology or hermeneutics or homiletics or apologetics. Every time you meet the latest gossip, what kind of friend is that? Why are you, ask your neighbor, why do you like those kind of people like that? All your friends, they all wear short skirts. They like and they, they have the way they walk and you also walk like them. When they pass, everybody turns their head like that. All the friends you have, when you meet the latest hairstyle and the latest makeup or the latest clothes or the latest perfume, my friend I have, when we meet like that, we talk about the rapture. We talk about heaven. We talk about scriptures. May you have friends like that in Jesus' name. Some of you, all your friends, they are full of filth. When they open their mouth, some kind of cruel jokes, sexual innuendos. They say things that, you know, instead of stirring the anointing, it's stirring your sexual desires. I said sexual desires. By the time you leave them, you have become horny and ready. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody here. Horny and ready. Somebody cross your path right now. Oh, you won't waste time, Christ. Oh, help me remove, remove, remove it. Me now, I'm charging. Baby, I'm if you I'm charging Amoeba. Because of the company you are keeping. I'm preaching that you are saying amen. I say, I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. May God give you some good friends. I said, friends. People you like. People you trust. And people you know. If God gives you one, two, be glad. When you tell them, I'm going to Denmark, they will really come and help you pack. And they will genuinely, as they are packing, Lord, let them deport her. Let something break her leg somewhere. You'll be amazed. In their heart, they wish you ill. May God expose the so-called friends you have. And you know, that's the reason why you are not making spiritual progress. 
You are stuck in church three years, but the same level of anointing, that's what you carry. The anointing of John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word. That's all. You never went to verse 8, verse 9, verse 10. You can't quote the scripture. You are not changing. The way you are angry, in fact, you have increased your anger levels because of the company you are keeping. So you come here once in a week and you hang out every day with that guy and you wonder why you are not changing. May you change your friends. Somebody said friends is by choice. It's not by force. Is that, is that right? Because why don't you choose your friend? I don't like you. When, you. when I come near you, when I'm leaving, I feel very heavy. Have you had friends like that? One day I, I sat with a guy when he left. The whole day I couldn't, I was supposed to go for a call. I couldn't go in. I just went to lie down. The guy has offloaded heavy spirits of depression. He has loaded it on me. When I left, I was so, I couldn't walk. I just went to lie down. I said, I have messed my day. May God deliver you from such people. You know, some people, after you leave their presence, you don't feel like waking up from bed. You don't feel like going to work. They messed you up with their problems. And then when you come, you look at your husband, you begin to suspect your husband. All men are like that. That's how all men are. Because what your friend has downloaded, how was it downloaded? She uploaded it and downloaded it to you. And as you are coming, you are suspecting every man. Look at him too. Two-legged people, look at. Useless people. You are insulting them in your heart because of your friend. Number four, what did I talk about? To company. Come on, say company. Hebrews 10 and verse 25. Not forsaken. Hebrews 10 and verse 25. Not forsaken the, the assembling of ourselves together as the manner. Some people, they don't like church. You are Christian, but you don't like church. You don't know that when you come around like that, there's, 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 you are stirred up to be strong. Amen. Make it a culture to be in church at every opportunity you get. At what? Because, and then he said, and, and, and encourage one another, and yet so much the more, as you see a day, a day is coming, eh? you, you may not be able to go to church. Those of you, you have, you have health, you can walk, you can see, you can walk, but you see you don't have transport. What if you don't have legs? What would you do? And you need an Uber to carry, you don't have money. So it's not automatic that every time you get opportunity to be in church. So now that you have the opportunity, use it, use it, tell neighbor. Let's see, let's see you. And receive all the knowledge you can master, you see, so that when your next phase of life comes, you'll be ready. Amen. I said, don't take anybody here for granted. Like you take living for granted. Did he sitting here? Hey, it's a blessing. I said it's a blessing that he's sitting here. Matt is sitting here. I can't sit there and assume that every day Matt will come. It's not possible. It's not. So, and encourage one another, exhorting one, and you so much the more. So when you see certain people in church, God is strengthening your faith for a, an evil day or a day that you would need to stand on your own and declare the word of God. So don't take this fellowship for granted. Neither, don't take me for granted. See, as for pastor there, he's always there. He has nowhere to go. Eh. I'll be going to Afghanistan. You come, you don't see me. Say, where is he going? I'm going to Ulaanbaatar, Azerbaijan. Those of you who take pastors for granted, they always pastor kick it here. As soon as I call him, no, he will pick. But when he call me, I won't pick. When he call, I'll pick the third time. That's some of you, some of you treat some of your pastors here. Yeah. When they call you, you don't pick. That you want to show them that 
you are the boss. But you, when you call them immediately, oh, uh, Dinah, Elasa, I hope you are well. Is everything okay? You are taking them for granted. Don't do that. Amen. So love church. Tell me about love church. I can't hear you. Say love. Love God. See, you have to be somebody who, is, who always wants to be in the presence of the people of God. You always want to come in a fellowship of people who are like you and we share common interests. Because we are all in this together and we are all going to heaven. Amen. I said amen. So company, have a culture where you company with God's people, whatever it costs. Back then when I didn't have, used to have money for church, I would dress up and go and stand by the roadside, believing God for a lift. I'll be standing there, even in service, oh, please, I'm going towards Awoshi, can you give me a lift? They look at, where are you going? I'm going to church. Oh, jumping. What people, when they see that you are a church guy, it opens doors of favor. But even you, when you have money, you, much more you don't have money. Ah, forget about it. There's no desire to be in the company of spiritual people. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Do you want to get sharper? Stay around. Tell your neighbor, stay around, stay around, stay around. See, as you are listening to me, things are changing in your life. Some of you, when you go back, that guy, he will call you, say, Charlie, no. I've changed. <laughs> Say, let's go and play. Oh, no, no, no. Let's go and play games. Bet, bet Niger. Bet way. Please give me some. And what? Huh? Sporting bet. Uh-huh. Which one? Bet what? What? One X bet. Please give me more. What? Spo- aviator. We have aviator too. <laughs> Aviation, you know, they've got it. They're going to cosmic, cosmic bettings. Which other, which other one do they bet? Which other one? Huh? Soccer bets. Uh huh. What? Super bets. Duper bets. Better bets. You see better bets very soon. And then all your friends, as soon as you meet, not Charlie. How much are you betting? Your last five. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a picture of a young man. It was as if they put water in him. He was sweating. All his money. <laughs> what kind of foolishness is that? You, a holy brother, sanctified. Now you are addicted to betting. You are not addicted to the word. You are not addicted to church. As soon as you wake up, who won the match? Chelsea. Wolverhampton. You bet and now you bought Kotoko and Bofuakwa. Some of you bet on 11 Wise and Hazakes. And Tano FC. You are addicted. That is your company. You company with betters. You are, you, are, you, are, you are playing chess with your life. You know, we have a game called Russian Roulette. Have you heard of Russian Roulette? Russian Roulette, they'll give you a gun. And then they'll put one bullet in the gun. And then they will strike the bullet hole. It has about the revolver, please. It has about 10 bullets. Then, then they will give it to you. You are lucky. Russia roulette. They play that game. 
You don't know what you are playing with your... You are playing Russian roulette with your small money. Some of you, your father is struggling, gives you money. You say, I'm going to... <laughs> say, pastor, say multiplication. <laughs> say, we are multiplying. Me, this, I'm going to multiply my money. <laughs> Please, don't go and misquote him. <laughs> say, we are multiplying. This is the month of multiplication. I know the shortest route to multiplication. I'm going to play soccer bet. And you are playing Russian roulette with your life. And sometimes they press, bah, and the person is dead. Russians, they, they are crazy. Russians, don't joke with them. <laughs> I heard a story of an American who was traveling to Russia, and they were on a Russian aircraft. And as they were going in the air, they heard, bam, one of the engines caught fire, and it was burning hot. And all the Russians were sitting down. And then this American, he became very agitated. Hey, hey, please. Have you seen, have you seen the engine on fire? I, so he was walking about. And everybody was like, oh, don't worry. There's another engine. The, the, the emotion, they don't express emotions at all. There is another engine. There is no problem. There is another. If the, even if the other engine is, oh, don't worry, we will land. <laughs> they are very tough people. May you become tough like a Russian. May you become strong like a Russian. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Company with good people, you become a good person. If your friends are godly people, you become a godly person. Amen. I, may you have some good friends that when they talk to you, you feel encouraged. They will help you go forward. Amen. And those who tell you, you are dreaming too big. Just remember where you are coming from, Okofi. You remember what our father told us when we were coming from the village to Accra. How can you have such a dream? Please, you stay as a shoeshine boy. Let's manage like that. Let's manage. But you are dreaming to own a company. And you are moving in that direction. They want to pull you back. May you have good friends. And one of the places that you can have good friends is in the church. Because here we encourage. Am I not encouraging you? Didn't, didn't I say you will make it big time? Didn't I say you are going to be a successful kind of person? Yes. The church is a place where you are encouraged to become somebody or something great. Here we don't discourage you. Amen. So if you are a wise person, always come within the confines of a church where the word of God is spoken to you so that you can have some seeds that you can nurture. Words you can remember that will cause you to go to the next phase of your life. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Now, say feed. So I've talked to you about four things that means to feed. It's not only me preaching. It's me becoming your friend. It's you hanging around. When we were younger, we used to go to Reverend Elijah's house. We go and wash. We just wanted to stay around the man of God. When we close, we wait and iron his clothes. We just company around. Come on, say company. I can't hear you. Come around. Just, Pastor, I just, I just want to be around. I just came to hang around the church. And so what is happening to you? That you start a conversation. Oh, really? Oh, I know somebody. Oh, no. But you see, you don't learn these things. My big brother, he will wash. What is going? He will carry me along. And after that, we'll get some cakey and sardine and egg. Eat. There was no food. Amen. It's not, it's not easy to get lunch. 
you can't be around here and then we are, and then we say, oh, have you eaten today? Oh, definitely. Your company is very important. Amen. Just by hanging around somebody who is blessed and somebody who has the spirit of God, things will begin to happen to you. I remember one gentleman who used to work with Bishop Taki. He was very slim. Ah, he tried UK. I didn't get it. I only started, I saw a picture. He was in London. Hey, just by company. Just by association. Anybody who says, I'm a man of God and I'm doing God's work, is a, is a channel of blessing for you. Oh, they, they didn't say, let me try the choir. I, I said, they are channels and opportunities. Like you see first lady like that. Instead of humbling yourself, going to her serving and learning, she's a very wise woman. You are competing with her. Why, why are you quiet? Because the first lady has warm green. Tomorrow I'll wear red. You can't even say hello to her in humility. You see her as your competitor. Oh, big fool are thou. She's a portal of a blessing for you. But you don't see her like that. You see her as pastor's wife. No, you are wrong. The anointing I carry, she also carries it. I, I, the two, I didn't know one. When I'm holding her, I'm kissing her. What do you think is happening? I, I'm, what do you think is happening? It's transference. Just like how you to you got something transferred to you. Come on, I'm preaching somebody here. One day she put her head on my pillow. She began to feel electric shocks. It was in the pillow. She told me, I didn't say. Remnants of the anointing is all over the place. May you catch something. I said, may you catch something. Don't see a porter. Come on, say porter. Every pastor man of God is a porter. It's an access. You walk by her. You don't so see. Oh, can I preach that one? You don't see as an opportunity to plant a seed. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Because the radio, they've told you, take your money to the orphanage. And, and then you, 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 you sing the chorus. I said it, is it Wednesday? You say, Father, Keep him humble, we will keep him poor. That's some of you, your prayer. Lord, keep our pastor very humble. You humble him, we, we will keep him poor. I'm preaching good that you are saying amen. Yeah, so if you want to see your pastor always humbled and poor, it will not happen in the name of Jesus. God is able to raise a raven from far. <laughs> so learn to honor her. Come on, ladies, let me hear amen. I can't hear your amen. At least she's been married for 20 years. You can learn a thing or two, even if for nothing. 20 years is not easy. And this year is our 20th anniversary. 2003. 2003, I held her and I said, baby, will you marry me? She said, yeah, I'll marry you. And I walk her down the aisle. 20 years, we are hanging. We are in there. Come on, clap your hands. And say, May that be your story too. Mm. So when you come here, we, we say it is possible. Some of you have divorced your wife in your head already. Repent. According to Revelations 2 and verse 5. He said, 
Remember where you fell short and repent and go back to your first works. Shout amen. amen. You, are, you are just months into marriage. You have divorced. You need repentance. Your wife, she will help you. Amen. God didn't say the journey for marriage will be easy. What are you talking about? Anybody who tells you marriage is a bed of roses, think again. Oh, yes. There are wars. Come on, say wars. Somebody talked about pre-preaching quarrels. Come on, say pre-preaching quarrels. If you're a pastor, if you're not careful, before you go and preach, you have problems. PPE. Oh, PPQ. Mm. Hallelujah. Are we going somewhere? Are you with me or you've left me alone? So company good people, whatever they carry, I'm a blessed man. I'm blessed. Why? Because I'm a portal of God. There's nothing greater than God say, I've chosen you to be a shepherd and a pastor. And all the pastors you see, they are portals to your future. The way you treat them. Would they tell me how far you go? Let somebody shout amen three times. Two, three. So they will feed you. Now, when you come to 2 Peter chapter 2, is it 1? Yes, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. He said, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, say grace. grace. What is grace? What is grace? Empowerment. Thank you very much. Ability to do things easily. I heard a man of God share testimony that somebody bought a new Land Cruiser. Brand new Land Cruiser. Very expensive. $150,000. And he was driving somewhere and two goats crossed him. And when he hit the goats, the engine broke. That's a nice rhyme. <laughs> two goats sent from the village. They broke the engine of a brand new V8. They had to. <laughs> hey, when you go to town and come back, it is grace that empowered you. I feel a praise here right now. I'm telling you the truth. So, you know, you, 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 you take things for granted. You don't know that the ability to go to work and have a mind to work for your boss to say you've done well, it is grace. Let's learn to thank God. Hallelujah. He said, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge. Come on, say knowledge. And Bible is saying that the essence of the pastor's ministry is to feed you with knowledge. And in feeding you with knowledge, hey, am I communicating to somebody here? Yes. Thank you very much. Grace and peace is multiplied through knowledge. Tell your neighbor, grace and what? Is done what? Through what? What did I say? This is a month of what? God is telling me to tell you that your grace and your peace, they will multiply through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am sorry. So when your knowledge increases, your peace also increases. 
I, I found the meaning of the word patience. Man, I couldn't believe the meaning. You know what he said? He said, their capacity to accept delays, problems, sufferings, without getting angry or anxious. Huh. Very powerful. Patience is the ability to contain suffering, problems. And which one did I mention right now? What? Delays and not getting angry. I realize that I don't have patience. Yes, so I said, Lord, help me, help me. Come on, say, help me, help, help me, help me, help me, help me. Some of you are like me. You see, the, the interesting word was that anxiety without being anxious. Anger is different. You know, some people, when things don't go, they are, they are so morose, stressed, tired. I say, Lord, come on, say grace, grace. and peace. I'm talking about peace. So that you are suffering something, a delay. You are going through a problem and you are calm. And you come to church and you worship God. And you sing to God. And you act calm. It's peace that God has given to you. And that peace can only be increased through the knowledge of God. And I came to give you the knowledge of God. So that when things are delaying and it looks like you are being denied and you are suffering a kind of thing, you can still smile. Know that God is with you. And you know, it's, it's, it's an add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, uh, brotherly love, and to brotherly love, charity. For if these things be in you and they are bound, they make that you are neither <laughs> unfruitful or barren. We will continue that one tomorrow. Maybe next week or something. Come on, are you, are you left me alone? Are you? Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Clap your hands. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Yes, running. So he said, grace and peace can be multiplied through, through knowledge. That's why when I say this is my Bible, is I'm telling you, if you read your word, you will get some peace. Uh, you should be clapping your hands by that word alone. When you wake up early morning, and you are in a hurry to go to work and you have not settled a word that you can hold in your pocket. Say, Lord, I'm putting this in my pocket. If anything comes up, I have a word for that situation. You are in a hurry to the world. You will not have peace. A lot of people don't have peace. They are not happy with where they are. That's where you are today, but that's not where you'll be tomorrow. And in their desperate attempt to leave that place, they run ahead of God and they try to help God. Like Uzzah tried to hold the ark and he died. You will not die before your time. Oh, I said you will not die before your time. I see grace and peace increase to you in the name of Jesus. Don't be discouraged if you only see one person in your home fellowship for seven years. Be glad. It's called peace. Amen. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody. Some of you, you can't handle somebody's wedding. Oh, I'm preaching Thank you. When somebody's about to win, you come. Because you feel you are better than the person. Ah, this guy just came here to get nonsense. <laughs> you don't come. You don't have peace. 
You can't come and dance and celebrate here so that that portal would also open. Hey, may your peace increase. May your peace increase. You are so intimidated by everything. Everything, you are anxious. You are palpitating. You see, you are always in a state of some kind of, you are never happy. You have food, you are complaining about tomorrow. You don't have peace. You have nice kinky and pepper. You can't smile and eat it. You are eating Indomie. Jeanette's Indomie. And you are crying. Why should you be eating Indomie and crying? <laughs> Hallelujah. You saw the story of the guy who was going to hang himself. He removed his shoe. And he climbed the tree. Bang, 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 bang. He tied the rope around it. Bang, 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 bang. As he was tying the knot, somebody was passing without shoes. He saw the shoes. Guy's dying. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> Came to carry the shoes. The thing you are complaining about, somebody wished they had it for one hour. I said they wished they had it for one hour. Your car is smoking, but at least you are moving. I feel like preaching to somebody here. Something good is happening to you. Tell someone something good. Bible says that those peace, they come by knowledge. For, he said, let us therefore be content with food and raiment. Eh? For uh, something, something is great gain. Like that. Whatever. Amen. Are you here or you, you've left me alone? So grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. Say, I'm knowing God. And our Lord Jesus Christ. According, the next verse, according as his divine power. Come on, say divine power. Have given unto us all things that pertain to life. Whereby are given to us eh? exceeding great and precious promises. That by this, we might become partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption. Now say corruption. Say it again, say corruption. When I check the meaning of corruption, epithea, it means a strong desire for something that God has not approved. A strong longing for something that God clearly has said, this is not for you. Now, what the divine nature, how many of you are born again? Let me see your hand. If you are born again, there's a nature in you that is divine, that is God. You should be saying amen. I don't care the things you are going to, but God is living inside of you. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The greater one is inside of me. I may not have shoes today, but I'm blessed. I have eternal life and the abundant life. It's just a matter of time. They will begin to manifest. Somebody should shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. It's going to manifest. It's going to manifest. I will not kill myself before my time. There's a life inside of you. And Bible said that it, 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 it's, it's your ticket to life. Come on, say life. life. That life means two things. The abundant life. Say abundant life. And eternal life. God died. Jesus died and gave us two lives. The abundant life and the eternal life. Eternal life is for when you live here. The abundant life is whilst you are here. You have abundant peace. Amen. So that divine nature is in you. And that divine nature is to preserve you from corruption. Say corruption. Stand up. Corruption. Corruption. Everything in this world is going down. 
It is the knowledge of God. Look, look at me. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Put your hand on your heart. Say, whatsoever, whatsoever. is born of God overcomes the world. In other words, it overcomes corruption. The corruption that is in the world. Come on, and say, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith. Say, I believe that Jesus died for me. He loved me enough. He knows my name. And so I declare, I am more than a conqueror. I am a victor. In the battles of this life, I will never be under. I will always be on top. I will be above only and never beneath. Because of the eternal life, Christ in me, the hope of glory, my glory will manifest. My future will manifest. My destiny will manifest. As long as Christ is in me, is in me. I know, I know, I know. Say, I know, I know. I know he lives in me. Are you sure you know? That is the knowledge I'm talking about. When you know that Jesus loves you and died for you, it makes you have grace. It makes you peaceful. You can, you can be calm because you have a knowledge. I know, I know, I know that Jesus is my Savior. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know that Jesus is my Savior. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that Jesus is my Savior. Oh, I know, I know, I know. walking as an ordinary person but there is light and life in you when the demons of hell they see you they envy you but you are crying today may God show you who you really are may those tears be dried up hallelujah may those challenges ever cease from your life in the name of Jesus by a knowledge that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world today the greater one is in you. Receive the knowledge of God. Receive the knowledge of God. Believe the word. That is who you really are. Not what they told you when you were a young child. Not what people have whispered to you. Some of you have suffered so many accusations. And you really want to go and do the thing they are accusing you of. But today, that is not who you are in the name of Jesus. That is not who you are in the name of Jesus. Those words of accusation is Satan and demonic power. I silence their voice in your life. I command them to depart and leave you alone. The light of the Lord, which is the knowledge of God, has come into your heart. Lift your hands and begin to pray. Do you know why you lack energy? You lack energy because you don't know. 
You don't know. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And knowledge of who God is, it makes you very strong in the midst of the challenges, the midst of the storm, in the midst of the confusion. That's why you must know. I say you must know. Your peace, your grace is increasing. Your peace, your grace is increasing. Your peace, your grace. Lift your hands again. Begin to thank God. Be joyful. Be joyful. Be joyful. Receive. Receive the peace of God right now. I don't know that. somebody your struggle is is ended right now your stress is ended right now see the way you used to do things you know it will not happen like that anymore a conscious knowledge of who God is and what he has done for you is changing you right now those your epileptic movements and careless speeches is seizing you are becoming a calm gentleman and a very calm lady in the name of Jesus. All the forces you are deploying in the flesh, it has no effect. I pray to you as you pray, may something a grace come on you that will make you very, very assured. Thank you, Lord. If you are there like that, you want to give your life to Christ, raise your hand. Raise your hand. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to give your life to Christ. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Wherever you are. If you are there, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity to know him. To know him. That's where it starts from. When the seed is born in you, then it begins to grow. And you increase the knowledge of God. Somebody like that. Somebody there like that. I still feel somebody is there. Close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes. Let's say this prayer. Say, Father, I'm a sinner. I come to you today just as I am. Help me. I can't save myself. I'm a sinner. Jesus, I believe. Are the son of God. It is only by you that I can have eternal life. Today, I repent. I change my mind. I change my ways. I want to believe you. I want to serve you. Come into my life from today. All my desires is towards you. Wash me in your precious blood. From today, I will live for you. I will serve you all my days. I receive eternal life. The abundant life, the godly life today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Please restore my name in the book of life. Send my angel that was with me when I was a child in Jesus' mighty name. You may not have come out, but I sense somebody has received Jesus. Clap your hands and say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time to give our offering. 